We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Jamie, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Um, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I just got to correct you on one thing. Fantasy football today has been around forever. It's oh, it so has. old that the first analyst we ever had that wasn't a fantasy guy was an actual football player was the man sitting next to you. Yeah, but it's it's is it new for us though or no? No, we've been, not... we've been right. uh, simulcast on on uh, CBS Sports Radio for about three years. Now. Sorry. Oh, well, whatever. Right. Damn. Yeah. What's up, baby? I guess I don't listen on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you got Brian. You know, he, he's he's uh he, he's you know one of the original cast for our show, so I wanted to make sure that uh, he gets his credit. Thank you. I need even, it. He doesn't even play fantasy football. What a terrible decision that was to have on the show. <laughs> I really got into it, though, because of Jamie and, and Dave and, and, and Jason uh, Horowitz. We had a good time. Oh, did you? Yes. All right. Well, yeah, good we thing you're not giving any more advice. Because... What? I gave good advice. Oh, sure. Come on. Yeah, you don't even play. I just he, take... called, he called Mike Wallace before he became Mike Wallace. Thank you. There you go. That's my one claim to fame. <laughs> Keep telling them, Jamie. All right, who are you, who are you claiming now? I'm claiming – I'm going to claim and, – and, Jamie, I, I want to know if you're with me. I'm not. Whoa, what? No. I ain't claiming that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you tell your baby to keep, keep quiet for a moment. <laughs> Dad is working. Listen, I'm claiming running back Jamal Williams, Green Bay. Sleeper. I, I, I love Jamal Williams. I, I, I agree with you on that one. You know, I, I, I think – Ty Montgomery's got a shot to be good, but I don't know if he's going to be great. And what you have to pay on in a fantasy draft to get Ty Montgomery compared to what you have to pay to get Jamal Williams is night and day. And so, uh, as we've seen, uh, Montgomery's already battled an injury so far. Mm-hmm. He had a fumble in the first preseason game. Now, the unfortunate part of it is that Jamal Williams didn't take a huge step forward when he got the start in the second preseason game. But he certainly has a chance, if you're talking about a guy that's going right now, in the double-digit rounds, absolutely go get him and just see what happens over the first few weeks. I'll take your Jamal Williams, Brian, and raise you Kareem Hunt. Okay. What do you think about him, Jamie? Another one of my favorite guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the only thing I think that, that's different here is that after Kareem Hunt had that, you know, solid second preseason game, which was an audition for him, I think that's going to drive his price up a little bit to where it may be unreasonable to have to draft him in that spot because I don't think Spencer Ware is going away right away. Um, you know, he had a good start to the season last year, suffered a concussion. I believe it was week seven, missed week eight, and really wasn't the same after the concussion. But you are talking about a situation where these two guys are probably going to share. It's very similar. Uh, it's not a bad situation at all to get Kareem Hunt if you don't love what Spencer Ware did last season. But I think just in terms of the value for the two guys, I'll take Williams at his price versus Hunt at his price. But both these guys, you know, we get asked all the time, who's the next Jordan Howard? Who's the guy that's going to come out of nowhere that was drafted, you know, with a mid to late round pick in the NFL draft? and could be a late-round pick in a fantasy draft, these two guys fall into those circumstances for sure. What about the big boys? Who do you like out of these three? Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette? It's it's so funny because uh, the, the up-and-down yo-yo of uh, kind of all three guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now I'm still going to take Fournette in a standard league, you know, where you don't get any points for receptions, uh, followed by Cook, followed by McCaffrey. In a league where you get a point per catch or any sort of reward for catching the ball, I'm going to take McCaffrey first, followed by Cook, followed by Fournette. So 
Um, they, they they jockey back and forth, and I would throw Joe Mixon in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this third preseason game is going to be important for all those four guys because they are being valued very highly given what their uh, upside could be. But they are, you know, aside from Fournette, I think their roles are kind of going to be interesting uh, a little bit to see how it all works out because McCaffrey has John Stewart, Mixon has Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard. We haven't seen Latavius Murray yet, but he's going to be a factor for the Vikings. Uh, we could see Fournette, you know, really dominate touches for the Jaguars, but it's the Jaguars that are going to probably have Chad Henney at quarterback, and he's got that foot injury, so that's kind of why he's being, I, I think, dropped down a little bit based on what's happened over the last week. Gio Jones with Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports Fantasy Football analyst, co-host of Ion Fantasy Football and Fantasy Football Today, which has been on longer than 60 minutes, apparently, <laughs> and I didn't even know about it. So, Give right. us our credit, man. Yeah. At, uh, when, I, when I said that that uh, Brian found Mike Wallace, I meant the original Mike Wallace. <laughs> so uh, at the top of the draft, everybody's going to look towards Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. Last year was all about the receivers at the top of the draft, but those two guys were unbelievable. We know about the Ezekiel Elliott situation. We'll get to that in a second, but does the Le'Veon Bell hold out and his history of injuries make you want to draft David Johnson ahead of him at all? It's almost like you're in my head for the last uh, month because I had Le'Veon Bell first in the offseason, you know, before we got to training camp as we were leading up to this. Now, there was the thought that he was going to have the holdout, but you hoped that there would work something out. And then once the holdout happened, I had them basically one and one A in terms of uh, Bell and, and David Johnson, and it was just easy to move David Johnson up that one spot. But they, they're close. They're, they're both elite-level talents. But I think when you start to nitpick between these two guys, you've got to give them a downgrade a little bit because we've seen what players, what happens to players when they hold out. I, I hope there's nothing that goes wrong with Le'Veon Bell, but you have to build that into it a little bit. So he goes from one to two. It's not a huge downgrade, obviously, but you have to downgrade him a little bit. Wow. Okay. Le'Veon, get in the count, baby. They won't downgrade you anymore. I want to talk receivers now. Uh, Terrell Pryor, uh, what's your value on him? He goes over to Washington. Uh, I would think he gets better quarterback play with Kirk Cousins now in the center. So uh, this guy, has he turned himself into a bona fide player at, at that new position for him? Yeah, don't think that he's got better quarterback play. He has better quarterback play yeah. you know, when he had the guys that he had a year ago. So, you know, a 1,000-yard season, uh, four touchdowns, and now he gets, you know, to step into the situation. You know, it's not just that he's getting a quarterback upgrade. The Redskins lost 200 targets with the loss of Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon. You know, they have to replace that production. So while Jamison Crowder gets a bump, Jordan Reed is still there. Uh, we hope to see more from Josh Doxon. Terrell Pryor has the look of a number one receiver. And so he has the opportunity to, I think, build off what he did a year ago. So 1,000 yards, four touchdowns. I think he could be, you know, in that 1,200-yard range. I think he can get to seven, eight-plus touchdowns. Uh, he's a third-round guy, you know, so he's he's uh, on the cusp of a number one receiver, as we talked about in fantasy, and so he's on the cusp of a number one guy in uh, in the NFL. Speaking of receivers, Mike Evans last year was incredible, and if they didn't add Deshaun Jackson, I'd still think that he's one of the first receivers that come off the board, but now with Jackson there, how much more valuable, in your opinion, is Mike Evans on your team? Well, I think you got to give him a little bit of downgrade with, with Jackson there, but it's slight, you know, because he dominated targets, and so when you look what was playing opposite him, it wasn't pretty. Now you have a guy who's been, you know, not necessarily what you would think of a number one receiver, but certainly he's been the number one receiver where he's been. So Jackson's going to take away some targets. O.J. Howard will take away some targets. Uh, but Evans is on the level of, you know, those guys that you have to talk about with the upper echelon of Julio Jones and, and Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham and A.J. Green. You know, he's in that conversation for sure. 
But it, for me, he's at the back end of that conversation. So he's a first-round pick. He's going in the first seven overall picks. Could he finish as the best guy like we saw a year ago? Absolutely. I think Jameis Winston is starting to come into his own. He's going to have a big season. Um, but I look at it, you know, as where's the target share going to come from? He's going to lose a little bit based on what he got. And so just because of that addition of Deshaun Jackson and O.J. Howard, you bump him down a little bit. So he's still great, but he just loses a little bit of his fancy value because of the addition of the guys that the Bucks added. Michael Irvin had Alvin Harper. Dez Bryant, who does he have? Terrence Williams, as a Cowboys fan, never been a big fan of Terrence Williams. Thought he could come in to the league out of Baylor and do some big things, but he's hit or miss. He's definitely hit or miss, and, and, and that's a problem for, for, uh, for Dez in terms of you know not getting anybody to draw coverage. And, and if Elliott's suspended for six games, that makes it a little bit worse on him. Uh, it's also bad for Dak Prescott, you know, who doesn't have an additional weapon to, to lean on. But, you know, they, they still have, uh, he's older, <laughs> but uh, a good tight end, you know, mm-hmm. Jason Witten. And uh, they have, you know, um, a guy who I don't know if he's in the upper echelon of slot receivers, but he's certainly a, a competent player at that spot, and Cole Beasley and adding Ryan Switzer. So um, the, the Cowboys are what they are. You know, it's, uh, it's feed Des Bryant. You know, I would love to see him get into that Mike Evans, A.J. Green type of range of 160-plus targets, you know, that would certainly help his, his status for mm-hmm. sure. But uh, Dez has proven when he's healthy. You know, prior to the last two years, the three years prior to that, he was 80 catches, he was, you know, 1,100 yards and 10-plus touchdowns. So he can get into that range again now that he's healthy. So that's the thing to be excited about with him. Talking some fantasy football with Jamie Eisenberg of CBS Sports, Ezekiel Elliott, if he does not get the suspension reduced, is going to be out for half the fantasy football regular season what round grade do you give him with a six-game suspension i'm i'm aggressive uh in drafting ezekiel elliott because i think that uh it will be reduced but regardless of that if it is six games i think you're looking at him at the back end of the second round beginning of the third round um the the thing about it is it's twofold one it's it's manageable because there are certainly other running backs you could take and and i've tried to give numerous examples of that like just for example i did a draft last night where I end up taking Lamar Miller and Marshawn Lynch. So I have Elliott Lynch uh, and Lamar Miller. And then in the seventh round, I take Darren McFadden. So I have three guys essentially that I could use as my two running backs and the flex. And then once I get Ezekiel Elliott back, I drop that first-round talent into my lineup, and I hopefully am good to go for the rest of the way. But you have to understand, you may be three and four, you know, maybe two and five if it, if it doesn't go well. And, and the reason I say that is because, as you mentioned, half the fantasy season – the Cowboys have their bye in week seven. He's not back until week eight. So you have to understand the risk going in. But if you draft smart, if you play the waiver wire smart, you can get by, and then you have what should be a playoff caliber roster to get you there and then hopefully win an NFC championship. But it's a risk. Um, you know, uh, obviously what uh, got him suspended is nothing to make light of. But if he does have the suspension reduced from a fantasy perspective, that certainly will help his cause if you do get him for, let's say, 12 games if it's knocked down to four. Steelers wide receiver Martavis Bryant suspended a season ago. Uh, coming back now, big target. What type of value for him? He's great. Uh, I, I think you're looking at him in the fifth, sixth round, you know, depending on the scoring format and how many teams you're, you're talking about. But 14 touchdowns in 21 games, you know, he doesn't really lose much in terms of his fantasy value on the same, playing on the same field with Le'Veon Bell, with Antonio Brown. Makes that offense, you know, just that much more dynamic. And so, uh, I think you're talking about him as a low-end number two guy. If you're looking at it from a starting perspective, you know he could be a starter for your fantasy team. But the talent's off the charts, and you know we talk a lot about uh, what could happen to receivers when they enter their third season. He lost his third season essentially because of the suspension. So if you do value that, and this is 
the third year in the league, hopefully he's ready to take that next step. And if he gets to the 120 target mark, he could be just a superstar. So uh, absolute guy you want to target in that fifth, sixth round range. The Patriots running back situation could be anything by the middle of the season. Do you have a good feel on what you think Bill Belichick is going to do? And I'm laughing at my question because it's almost <laughs> impossible to know. But how do you think that's going to shake out? I was going to say it could be a mess by by, by the third preseason game. Um, yeah. You know, it's uh, the, the thought was, and, and hopefully still is, that Mike Gillisley can handle the bulk of what Legarrette Blunt left on the table, which was just one carry shy of 300 and 18 rushing touchdowns with led the NFL. So I don't think anybody's getting close to that 299 mark in terms of carries, and I certainly don't think anybody's getting 18 touchdowns. But if somebody had to get close to 10, it would probably be Mike Gillisley. So he's still the best of the bunch, and the fact that he's healthy going into the third preseason game. At the same time that Rex Burkhead has missed a couple of practices, that leads to him hopefully taking hold of this role and pushing himself back up in terms of the fantasy ranks. He was almost considered as a top 15 guy, certainly top 20 guy, before the hamstring injury. So he's going to be good value depending on when you get him right now. Probably in a week he may be a little bit higher. But I think the three guys, I'm going to put Deion Lewis on the, on the back burner for now, but I think the three guys all have a shot to be fantasy relevant at certain points during the season. Gillespie would be the first one I would target. I would look at James White in a league where you get a point per cast or you know PPR league, and then I put Rex Burkhead third. Uh, but Burkhead could be the best value of that group because I think he's going to have a significant role as well. Can Jay Cutler be relevant? Absolutely. You know, uh, probably not in leagues where you only start one quarterback, but if you start two quarterbacks, he's he's, he's on the table for sure. And then you know, you look the, the last uh, the last time he played well. It's, it's uh, you know not a great fantasy season, but it was 2015 uh, was the last time he was with Adam Gase. I'm, I'm sure you guys have talked about this a lot. And so hopefully the reunion with Gates, the receiving core that's around him could be special if Devontae Parker does take that next step because Jarvis Landry, a uh, very uh, unknown fact, which I think is remarkable for him, is that he is tied with Odell Beckham for the most catches of any receiver to start their first three years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And both those guys have a chance to chase down what should be a Hall of Famer in Anquan Bolden, who started his first four years with 342 catches. So Landry's been step-by-step with Odell Beckham in terms of catches. Now the yards and touchdowns have really been a different scenario for him. But it's a great receiving core. If Julius Thomas also steps up, and so Cutler's going to have a chance. You know, as long as he can limit the turnovers, do what Gase wants him to do, uh, and and keep that gunslinger mentality for a certain extent, you know, he's going to be relevant. I think in the middle of the season. I'm in a keeper league here at CBS Sports Radio. I kept Brandon Cooks, but I'm a little bit concerned about all the weapons in New England. I know there's a lot of points to be scored. Uh, he's not a red zone target guy, more of a big play guy. How do you think his role is going to play out in New England? I'll be honest with you. I was very nervous about him when the move happened because, like you said, a lot of mouths to feed. Gronk's healthy. Evans there. They throw to see you know a few weeks. They're probably Malcolm Mitchell and Chris Hogan and Danny Amendola. If everybody makes the team, you know there'll be those other guys. And Dwayne Allen's going to take some touchdowns as well. But when you start to look at where Brandon Cooks is going, you know, he's somewhere in the middle of the third round to the fourth round. You start to compare him to some of these other receivers. Well, you have like a Devontae Adams who's touchdown or, or, or bust essentially. You know. Or, Um, maybe a little bit better than that, but, you know, he's touchdown dependent. Brandon Cooks is going to be a type of guy that will win you some weeks and will probably frustrate you some weeks. So by the end of the season, I think you'll see the total numbers look good. He'll have one of those two touchdown games. He'll have, you know, some big performances. I think it's a little bit overblown about what his numbers are inside versus outside. Clearly he's going outside. I think it's more turf versus grass. But he's going to have a shot to be very big on a lot of different weeks, and I think you're good keeping him depending on what the value is that you're giving up. Are you targeting anyone on the Cleveland Browns roster? Isaiah Crowell, for sure. You know, okay. I mean, you look at what the Browns' offensive line is, and or at least what it should be. You know, they 
add the 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 uh, T.J. Lang. They add um, I'm sorry, T.J. Lang went to Detroit. They add the the uh, uh, kid from Cincinnati. They have Joe Batonio back. The center is great, obviously, um, and and uh, Joe Thomas. You know, so the offensive line certainly has a huge upgrade. And I think you look at what Crowell did last year. You know, it kind of gets overval- un- undervalued. Forty catches, you know, over 1,100 total yards, and that was on a bad team with a bad quarterback. So. He's going to have an opportunity behind that offensive line. Hugh Jackson, you know, does the right thing and, and, and names Deshaun Kaiser the quarterback there. So you have a, a mobile quarterback that certainly helps running backs, and, and Duke Johnson's not a guy that runs between the tackles with a lot of success. So I think you see there's a chance for Crowell to play at a, at a, a good, if not great, level. And then the receivers, I think if you value them correctly with uh, Kenny Britt and Corey Coleman, if the quarterback play does improve, there is 1,000 yards that they have to replace without uh, Terrell Pryor there. Another minute with Jamie Eisenberg, fantasy football analyst for CBS Sports. I believe you're a believer in Marshawn Lynch because you mentioned you drafted him in uh, one of your leagues. Uh, what about another old guy that could be boom or bust in Adrian Peterson in New Orleans? Well, I think with both Lynch and Peterson, I'm a believer if you get him at the right price. I think right now Lynch is going too soon because he's uh, almost in the back end of the second round. I got him in the fifth round. That's the type of uh, move you want to make. And the same thing with Peterson. He's being overvalued a little bit because of his name. He's going in the sixth round. I would probably look for him past the eighth round. A lot of people think that he's going to come in and take the job from Mark Ingram. I'd be surprised if that happened if Ingram was healthy. You know, they had a guy last year in Tim Hightower who had 130 carries, over 20 catches, 155 touches that they have to replace, and that's probably where Peterson's going to have an opportunity to get his touches if he stays healthy. But he's 32. He's coming off of a lost season where he was only able to play three games because of the knee injury. So if you look at him as the backup to Mark Ingram with the chance to be better than what Tim Hightower was, I'm fine with that. If you're expecting Peterson to be the starter there, don't value him at that six-round level because he will disappoint you. Jamie, thanks for the time. Great information. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, my pleasure, guys. Take care. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.